Hey, and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament one book at a time. We're back in John chapter 13 today, starting in verse 21. Now Jesus was deeply troubled, and he exclaimed, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at each other, wondering whom he could mean. The disciple Jesus loved was sitting next to Jesus at the table. Simon Peter motioned to him to ask, Who's he talking about? So that disciple leaned over to Jesus and asked, Lord, who is it? Jesus responded, It is the one to whom I give the bread I dip in the bowl. And when he had dipped it, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. When Judas had eaten the bread, Satan entered into him. Then Jesus told him, Hurry and do what you're going to do. None of the others at the table knew what Jesus meant. Since Judas was their treasurer, some thought Jesus was telling him to go pay for the food or to give some money to the poor. So Judas left at once, going out into the night. There's a little bit more of a window as we look at the betrayal of Jesus, and I want to encourage you to take a look, and all four gospel writers record something along these lines, Matthew 26, verses 21 to 25, Mark 14, verses 18 to 21, and Luke chapter 22, verses 21 to 23. They all record Jesus mentioning that Judas is going to betray him. This is a little bit more of a window into what is about to take place as Jesus has this meal, this last supper with the disciples at Passover and then goes into the Garden of Gethsemane. It really shows you here how unsuspecting Judas was to the rest of the disciples. As the treasurer, they thought that as he leaves, he's going to go pay for the food or he's going to say thanks to the people who are hosting or he's going to go give money to the poor, something like that, right? And as Judas leaves, they really have no idea what he is about to do. Their mentality is that none of the 12 would ever betray Jesus, right? This is the inner circle. This is the utmost security. Everybody's been background checked is basically the equivalent of this. They've all been checked, double checked, triple checked. They're all holding each other accountable. You're not going to do this, are you? No. Are you? No. Okay, well then what's the, what's the problem? Who's going to do this? And that's what Simon Peter says. He kind of just nudges John's like, hey, hey. Do you know who he's talking about? And it, it, it's just kind of this whispered conversation, just like Simon gesturing, like, ask Jesus who he's talking about. Get him to say it specifically. And Jesus doesn't mention the name, but in action, he directly points out Judas Iscariot, right? And no one would ever betray him, right? So they're wondering what Jesus is talking about. But how do we avoid or prevent such a thing from happening? This is what they're asking. This is they're confounded. They are just mind blown that someone would ever betray Jesus. So they're wondering who it would be and how do we avoid these people or how do we call these people out to prevent this from happening? Even with the direct implication, they miss what Judas is about to do. And think about Judas for a second in all of this. If your plan of betrayal is discovered, do you think you would just give up on trying to carry it out, right? You would just leave. Cut ties and that's it. You've been discovered. You've been found out. Just leave, right? Awkward situation. That's not what happens. Instead, he doubles down on this scheme and he willingly goes after eating the bread Jesus gives him as even more of a slap of a face as John carries out this detail and says, Judas leaves into the night to carry out what he's about to do. Jesus is already hurt by the betrayal that's coming. And when it actually does take place in the Garden of Gethsemane, the disciples will be so bewildered and caught off guard that they all run away. They don't know how deep this betrayal is. They not only don't trust Judas, but who else, if somebody like Judas is going to betray Jesus, who knows who else is in this scheme? They don't trust one another. 
And in all of this, right, it comes back to all the multiple times Jesus has predicted his death up to this point throughout the Gospels. And as he continues to predict his death and resurrection, the disciples continue to miss these direct teachings and implications from Jesus. So our takeaway question is, why do you suppose again and again the disciples are a little slow to pick up on these direct messages from Jesus? Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at E underscore Pistle. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.